You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to The Art of Investing. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Peter Maris, a certified financial planner and president of the Resource Financial Group. Peter Maris is a registered principal of AIG Financial Advisors and a member of FINRA and SIPC. Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks, Larry. What is an annuity, and should I have some? Well, in its purest sense, an annuity is an investment vehicle that offers different benefits depending on the type of annuity. So it's a vehicle that could be a very conservative or aggressive. Why annuities are popular is because they give you guarantees on your principal that no other investment program can do at a reasonable cost. So if somebody's more concerned about protecting the downside than the upside, they would consider an annuity. So if I'm conservative and I don't want to put my money, if I'm scared of the market, I can go into an annuity and know for sure that I'm going to get $1,000 a month for the rest of my life if I hand over, let's say, $100,000. Well, that's one option for annuity. Now, if we go back to the most traditional, purest annuity, it's just that you would give the insurance company who underwrites these annuities a lump sum, and they would give you a fixed payment for the rest of your life with no deviation. That's the most traditional, purest type of annuity. And if I die early, they, they keep the rest? You could have some kind of beneficiary to the, the annuity as well. Again, it all depends on your individual situation. So annuities can be very conservative, and they can be more aggressive with principal protection. The key there is your beneficiaries will never lose the principal. Let's talk about the more aggressive ones. I know that there are some products out there that are linked to different stock indexes. And if the market does well, you do well. If the market does crappy, you don't lose money. Is that true? Well, those are known as equity index annuities. And those are programs that are Basically, we look at them as bond surrogates. In other words, the return on an equity index annuity will not rival stocks, but it doesn't have the risk associated with stocks either. It's more of a, of a bond alternative. So instead of getting, let's say, 5% on bonds, perhaps your goal would be to get 6% on these type of equity index annuities. So this particular annuity doesn't replace stocks. It replaces bonds in your portfolio. Let's take a real-life example. Let's say I buy one of these that are correlate to the Dow Jones 30 and the Dow Jones goes up 30% one year, do I get a 30% increase that year? The answer plainly is no. Uh, For most of these programs, they have what's called a cap. For example, I have a 7% cap. So if the market goes up 7, you get 7. If it goes up 20, you still get 7. If the market goes down 20, you make no money that year. So it protects the downside and limits the upside. Again, that's why we wouldn't think it's a surrogate for a stock portfolio, but it's a, it's good for a bond substitute. I'm under the understanding that when you buy annuities, there's enormous fees paid up front. Is that true of all products, or are there some out there that you don't have to pay that much? Well, when we talk about fees, excessive fees, we know that something is only expensive if it doesn't provide a value to us. So if the annuity is appropriate for you, gives you the benefit that you want, the fee is truly it's inconsequential. The fees come into play when the annuities are sold inappropriately, when annuity A is sold to an individual that that shouldn't be buying an annuity at all or shouldn't be buying that type of annuity. But the fees are a la carte in a lot of cases, and you can have a high fee or low fee depending on the guarantees that you want from the annuity. Tell me a little bit about the tax benefits of an annuity. Do I pay taxes when, when it comes to fruition? Is there even a fruition date? How do the taxes work? Well, annuity for non-IRA money is a tax-deferred vehicle. In other words, the money you put in there is deferred. You don't pay money on your earnings until you take that money out. 
and that has to be at age 59 and a half or later. So if you're in your early 50s, money that goes into annuity has to be earmarked for, let's say, 10 year and further out dollars. That's why they're usually considered retirement annuities because these monies, you put them in, they grow, you don't pay income tax until you take it out in retirement. Right, so when it does start paying me at 59 and a half and I take my $600 a month, I pay taxes then on that $600? On all or a portion of it, depending on how you take your money, yes. I'm, I'm 45 years old now. I am a physician, as you know. I've been told I should have annuities because somehow they are safer than regular equities if I was to get sued. In most states that I'm aware of, annuities cannot be penetrated by lawsuits. And the physicians, my clients that are physicians, one of their top two priorities, probably one most of the time. Asset is protection. Asset, yes, sir. Right. Asset protection. So if you look at an, an annuity, to put your money into an annuity, now if they charge you an extra 1%, but you know your money's safe no matter what happens. So physicians, it makes sense. It's a bargain for physicians. Again, it's offering asset protection. Somebody who is an accountant, perhaps asset protection is not that important. Hence, an annuity wouldn't be as appropriate. Most people are not worried about getting sued and having their life ripped away from them. So for us, annuities probably have more benefits than risks. For a physician who has the concern of asset protection, the fees associated with the annuity, the extra fees, the guarantees they provide, the principal protection, the asset protection, its uh, it definitely should be considered, Larry, yes. If you've just joined us, you're listening to The Art of Investing on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell. Joining me in the studio today is Peter Maris, certified financial planner and president of the Resource Financial Group, and we're trying to learn a little bit about annuities. Peter what is a good age for doctors? And that's really who is listening or other health professionals. Should we be doing this at 45 or should we be waiting till older or it's a case by case? It's a case by case, but there's a hierarchy on investments. You want to, in most cases, maximize your pre-tax contributions to 401ks, profit-sharing plans, defined benefits, because you get a tax write-off on those dollars. Now, once those dollars are contributed to the plan, they're more protected than if they were in the bank against lawsuits for asset protection. But you can put a double protection on them and put them in the IRA defined benefit profit sharing and then wrap them around an annuity, which gives them ultimate protection. If I come from good genes, does the insurance company that's underwriting my annuity take that into account and charge me more because I'm going to live till 100? That's a great question, Larry, but no. So right now they're not doing genetic testing. No testing, no genetic testing. Because that'll be interesting to see down the road if, with all the new genes that are coming out because insurance companies are looking at the people's genes and denying them insurance based on their genes and their potential of developing some terrible disease. Against life insurance, absolutely. This is a life insurance program layer with principal protection, but it doesn't necessarily give you life insurance, a big lump sum as a separate insurance policy would. You mentioned that there are variable annuities and fixed annuities. How do I determine which one's right for Larry Caskell? Well, you sit down with your investment advisor. Okay, which I'm doing right now. Very good. And we determine an overall mix. So let's, from the Google Earth, we're looking down at your portfolio. The first thing we determine is how much you want to put in growth investments like stocks and how much you want to put in conservative investments like CDs and bonds. But if whatever we put in, we can have that conversation in terms of the asset allocation. So if it's 70% stock, 30% bond, we would consider a variable annuity for the stock part for a portion of that and 30% into fixed annuities, which basically are 
our CDs with that protection, tax deferral and asset protection surrounding them. Does it pay to buy annuities in your 401k? For most people, it does not because you're getting a tax deferral on a tax deferred program. Exactly. But again, uh, there's cases where retirement plans have been tapped via court order, via lawsuit for something less than a million dollars. But if you take that IRA, defined benefit, profit sharing plan, and then purchase an annuity within your retirement plan, yes, you're paying an additional fee. But for physicians, that fee is providing quite a benefit. Peter, tell me a little bit more about the equity index annuities. Elaborate a little bit. These programs have come under a lot of scrutiny because, again, there's good equity index annuities, and there's programs that, in my opinion, should not be on the market. When you have to wait 16 years to get your principal back, in my opinion, those programs should not be on the market. Most equity index annuities have a surrender period of 7 to 10 years, which means you have to have that money with the insurance company for 7 to 10 years before you can take all your money back, get a lump sum distribution. That may be reasonable if you're 45 or 50 and looking toward retirement. Looking at 15 years where your money's locked up, that's too long of a time. Peter, what if I have an annuity and I'm, I'm not happy with the choices I made or the returns I'm getting? Tell me about doing a Section 1035 exchange. Section 1035 exchange, if you're not happy with your annuity, the first thing you have to look at is, are there any surrender fees involved in moving it? So if you have a 1% to 10% fee just to get your money to another company, it may or may not make sense to do so, depending on why you're dissatisfied with the program. But to move it, we simply fill out some paperwork, and it goes tax-free. The exchange goes from one insurance company to the other and you continue the tax deferral with a new company. And any companies out there better than others? I would imagine everybody's got these products. Most of the big companies, you've seen parity out there, Larry. They all have great benefits. They're strong companies, you know, AA, AAA rated companies. They have good investment managers. They're giving good guarantees. So for the upper echelon companies, everything is, is about the same. Are there risks to these? They sound like they're too good to be true, and there's no downside whatsoever. Can the company that has my annuity go out of business, or, or does the government insure them? Well, it's funny. that more people have lost money in banks than owning annuities with FDIC insurance and the rest. It's uh, when an annuity company goes down, uh, one of the insurance companies, uh, for example, usually one of the big boys comes and buys their book and makes the policyholders whole. So that's a, it's an interesting point that you could be more risky to be in a bank than an annuity. But if you look at a company, one of the large ones, if you look at a company I'm with AIG or John Hancock, these are good, strong companies. So you want a good, strong company underwriting this guarantee because if the company can't afford to pay the guarantee, then your policy has lost some value. Let's sum up some of the benefits of having an annuity. We get A, tax-deferred growth. I get the option of lifelong income. I get a guarantee I won't lose my principal, no matter what the market does. And I get to protect my assets, which as a physician is paramount. I'll put that at the top of the list. Now, asset protection, principal protection, the lump sum is guaranteed to your heirs. So, for example, if you put in $100,000 and the market goes down to 80000 and you pass away, your heirs will get at least $100,000 back. But in terms of living benefits, you get a guarantee on some of these programs based on cash flow. In other words, the market goes from a, the $100,000 example down to eighty. You cannot pick up the 100000 and walk away. They guarantee the cash flow on the 100000 which is a great benefit, but isn't a quite walk-away money. With the index annuities, that's where it guarantees the principal, but it limits the upside. So there's a lot of different annuities. They 
are appropriate for some people, you know, some are appropriate for some in some situations, others for others. So you really had to figure out your goals first and then fill in the gaps with the annuities if they're appropriate. In the last month, how many annuities have you created or sold or recommended? The last month, maybe to actually to two physician clients, we moved IRA monies into that for the asset protection. Again, would the regular accountant, let's say, pay the extra fee? No, but the the protection that's being offered to doctors, it's a bargain. They think it's a bargain. All physicians out there, be on the lookout for annuities. Talk to your guy about annuities because if you want to hold on to your money, it seems like annuities are a nice way to hold on and not worry about having any lawsuit penetrate your fortress and you can pass it on to your, your family members. On that note, I'd like to thank Peter Maris for being our guest today. I'm Dr. Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Art of Investing on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments at ReachMD. If you go to our website, reachmd.com, you can pretty much download any podcast of the entire library of any show we've done. Thank you for listening.